Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into Missing the Point. It is a basketball show with myself, DK Sizzle, rocking a rocking a pink hoodie. Just gonna make some good radio here. Gonna create some uh, some visuals with my words to the to the <laughs> listeners. We also have it on YouTube, so you guys can just see that with your eyes. But I'm gonna paint you a picture. I'm sitting here in a pink hoodie with a fancy uh, Red Sox hat on, looking like I just rolled in from Miami Beach, but the scumbag side. Bobby, looking like we just picked him up on fucking Causeway Street. He's got hanging nothing at, but a Celtics tank Byrne, top ben on. He's got <laughs> nothing but a Celtics tank top on and a fucking uh, backwards green hat. Rayshon's here looking like police would stop him for no reason. Everything is working out. <laughs> Everything is working out. And listen, don't give me that We're look. We're walking the line I, tonight, huh? We're walking the line tonight. Because I said police would stop him for no reason. When realistically, we know it would be a lot worse than that. Moving on. To the basketball agenda for the night. Yeah, what was <laughs> hey, listen, where was the lie? Where was the lie, guys? Okay, it's 2023. It just it's just the fucking way the it world is. I mean, yeah. But we're here to forget our problems and forget all the troubles of the world. And we're gonna talk about basketball tonight. Not to mention all the things going on. The fact that we're two days away from the trade deadline. The fact that the Celtics are the best team statistically in the NBA. The fact that Jason Tatum is still in the MVP race. All things we've been sort of touching on. But I do want to start with the Celtics. And I want you guys to just tell me if I'm crazy when I bang this drum again. Can we please trade Grant Williams? Like, can we just trade Grant Williams? Kelly Olynyk's out there. We got some trade exceptions to work with. We've got a disabled player extension to work with. We've got uh, a Grant Williams to work with. There was a report the other night that he thinks he's got a bag waiting for him in free agency. Bro, so I was on the fence until I saw that report. $20 million for Grant Williams? I'm very sorry, but that is not happening. And I don't need him chirping about playing time right now. Like, bro, there, there's nothing that I've seen from you over the past month that says I need more fucking playing time. That's like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. How after what we've seen, like this has been the worst Grant Williams stretch in the last two years, the last month and a half, right? Like he's been useless on both ends of the I think court. he's been equally as useless as he's always been, to be honest with you, <laughs> except for like one little he was run. Good last year. He was good last year. He wasn't bad last year. Slightly towards the end of the regular season, he got better. Then he had a couple of decent series. And then he fell off when he needed to not fall off. So, like, for me, I don't know. I mean, 
Ray, argue with me. I, I, is it is the wing coverage that he provides? Is is the minutes that he sort of helps with with Tatum and Brown and some of that perimeter play? Is is that worth it? Like we're not paying twenty million for him, right? Yeah, I mean at at, the, at this moment, honestly, like I'm I I don't have an argument to keep him now. Damn once it, the, nobody <laughs> nobody has an <laughs> argument now. Now, now statistically. He's he's been better because it's like I think last year it was seven point five, now it was at eight point nine points per game. He's shooting forty two from three. So on on the surface, you're like it's Whoa. the eye test. So it's eye test exactly. It's- but like, you know, number wise, analytics wise, he, he's done that. But like you said, I think he had twenty five in the game they played against Toronto last month. Since then, seven six. Five, four, like we're doing a fucking countdown. It's it's, it's, <laughs> and it's and it's not and it's not a happy new year. It has not been a happy new year for Grant Williams. So um it's it's, it's time. It's time. And it Adam is. Taylor, Adam Taylor, who has been someone who's I've I've seen on Twitter, you know, you've been banging the drum for you don't know, we don't know each other, but we've had some interactions on Twitter. You've been banging the drum for us keeping Grant Williams and what's the better option? There's plenty of better options. So instead of asking us what is the better option. We could talk about Perto. We could talk about uh, OG Ananobi from from Toronto. Oh, hell that. yeah! Well, there, 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 there's plenty. And I, well, I'm gonna say it's not plenty. There are a few guys that we can imp- and take you know take and, and replace Grant and and drive him to Logan Airport. But as we talked about earlier this afternoon before we got together with this, so yeah, it's and it's really a shame because I I wanted to see him do well. I was very happy for him after the Milwaukee series last year. I was like, okay. This is the ascension, but maybe he's, you know, maybe he's topped out. And that's okay. That happens. I wanted Brandon Clark in his draft. Brandon Clark went to the big Brandon Clark's before. sick. Yeah. Yeah. So Brandon Clark's been really good over there in Memphis. So I'd have been fine with that. We got we got we got Grant instead, whatever. There was a slight improvement, but it seemed like he speaks. So yeah, I I wouldn't be hurt if we moved off from him and from paying pressure. They both need to go. I feel like uh Grant Williams is is he has he wants his role to be too big for what he is. So he he's the perfect stats on a bad team guy. Like I can see Grant putting up nineteen and eleven for uh like Charlotte in three years or like that's what's going to be happening. Nineteen and eleven might be a stretch, but yeah. Well, you know what? It, like because he's he's going to be centered. He's going to be like the second or third option because that's just the kind of guy that I see him setting up for. I don't think. He's fitting into that role player spot right now, and and I know we we get hate on our all our hate for Grant Williams because we always have, but like, bro, when you just watch him out there, he looks, he always looks like he's looking to get involved when it's not his fucking turn to get involved. Like, bro, you need you need to chill out, and, and he's just his spatial awareness on the court is garbage. Well, I I to be honest with you, I think he can only really do one thing. Like he can shoot a wide open three, you know, yeah. and he can kind of sell sell an up fake and take a big stride to the right and maybe hit that wide open three. But he hasn't even been able to do that lately. Yeah. I remember very yeah. specifically you, uh, Ray, you, Bobby, and Mike did a show without me last year during the playoffs, and it was a celebration of Grant Williams's play. And I felt like, oh, now I know I'm not on this show because I would definitely be the fucking one to ruin this entire vibe. <laughs> I I, I'm like, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. Like, I'm happy to have been wrong if I am about what we talked about at the start of the season with Sam Hauser, where I was like, okay, yeah, like he's shooting well at the start of the year. Like, that's not going to last. He did drop off, but he's had a little bit of a resurgency in the past. Like, guys like that, those minutes, 
I think on a championship team, you can fuck with. Like, you can be like, yeah, let's see what Sam Hauser is going to do for us tonight. Like, okay, let's like switch up this rotation over here and like move these guys around. I want to revisit something that you just said, Ray, which is like him and Peyton Pritchard need to go. I'm, I'm weirdly reconsidering that for this year. I feel like Peyton Pritchard moving in the summer might be a better idea. Yes, he's bitching about his playing time also, which is obviously very frustrating on a team where you're like trying to win a fucking championship. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Seriously. Like you're Peyton Pritchard. Like we're trying to win a fucking uh, a banner right here. And that is annoying. But I can see a scenario where if we get cute and we get rid of Peyton Pritchard, it's you're a couple of injuries away from needing Derek White mm-hmm. to play 48 minutes. And I'm not mm-hmm. and I'm not anti Derek White. I love Derek White. 48 minutes for him is tough. You know, like in in that when he's approaching that range of of playing time, it's like he's not that guy. His style, I don't think, really is appropriate for that. He needs to get spelled out. Brogdon and White and Smart being our our front court is great, but like you're one or two injuries away from needing somebody to come fill in. And Pritchard is a good pure shooter, which you sort of don't mind that in the guard position off the bench either. So I don't know if I'd fuck with Peyton Pritchard right now. I feel like he's fine. We have so much to offer. As for, like we have more money to move around with with the trade exceptions and the d- disabled player exception, which is probably going to fucking expire. Like they're probably not going to use that to be honest, because we have that from Gallinari. So, but we have that that TPE. We we have a little bit of money. We've got a billion fucking second round picks. I know that they, you know, it's not football. I get it, but we've got a billion fucking second round picks. We owe a couple of first round picks to for different trades. Fine, but we can make a move with a Grant Williams centered package. To, for the love of Christ, get me a fucking guy that can rebound the ball. I know it's not that big of a deal as far as, like, we are winning every fucking game we play, pretty much. I get it. I'm not complaining about having the best record in the NBA. It's just frustrating that I can see a route to beating us, and that's what it is. And you come up against an elite team in the playoffs, they'll find it. You know, they'll just crash the fucking boards on us so hard, and we'll get so tired that, I mean, look what happened. Look what happened last year. But the the, the only team I'd be concerned about that actually happening. The Nuggets? No, I'm talking in the East. In the but, East? All right, fine. Because the Nuggets, I'm fucking scared of seeing. I'm going, I'm, going John, I'm going John Moran. Like, we're, we're fine. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we'd be where we play in the West, in my opinion. It's, it's about getting out the East. And I think, Nuggets kind of had our number in the regular season, though. All right, whatever. Go on. You know, sure. But I, mean, I feel like, like Milwaukee still poses that threat because of yes. their size. That's the only team I'd be really... I mean, obviously in Philly, but once again... And I tell Philly fans this all the time. You have not beat us when it mattered since 1982. That's true. Andrew Tony, Billy Cunningham, Dr. J, Moses Malone, Maurice Six, they're not walking through the door. So let 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 it let it go and just enjoy the game. <laughs> but that, that's that's just how I see it. But yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I don't know. I mean, I I talked to you guys earlier about it. Shams had talked about Dwayne Denman finally getting moved up Miami. That was that was bound to happen because he had a blow up with Eric Spolstra. Yeah. Spolstra and that Miami culture is just like San Antonio. When you get in the face of the brass over there, you will get out of there very quickly. San Antonio should buy out Dwayne Denman. There's not a need for him there unless they're moving Yacoperto uh, to another team, preferably up here. Um, maybe they buy Dwayne Denman. Maybe he's a guy that comes in and does... It takes over Cornette's minutes. He shoots better than the Cornette. He defends better than the Cornette. Regardless of the Cornette Cortez, I know that's been a, a thing of this year. He's big. I know he's not, he's not bigger than the Cornette, but he he is seven feet tall. Can't get you some rebounds. He, he, he can shoot. And, I'm and into it. I'm into so, it. So, like I said, once again, not, not a sexy move. 
But once again, if you're looking to get the trade exception or you're looking to get someone with the, with the actually, he probably could get in with a disabled player, not with the uh, not with the trade exception. So either way, like I said, they, they need to look into it. Excuse me. But that's what it is. I mean, the buyout market, we look nice in. I feel like I feel like the buy like buyout players want to come. We're the number one selection for the buyout market for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there's guys out there that we could go get in that buyout market. Like Ray's going to get water so he doesn't do his Doc Rivers impression anymore. Didn't he sound exactly <laughs> like Doc Rivers when he was just we Blake? Hey, hey, I love Blake, man. Blake's great, you know. Uh <laughs> I think, he lost his voice. I think he I think it I think it adds a certain mystique, mystique to it. I did like it. Persona. No, I, I enjoyed it. So the the thing I've, I've I see Grant Williams rumored to go to the Magic as a big spot and the Spurs also interested, which it kind of leads right into what Ray was saying, where I, I think Poitel for for Grant makes sense, man. It just it just makes sense for both teams. What about Jay Crowder? I don't know. You want the Crowder reunion again, man? I love. I liked Crowder. He got better when he left. I don't think he's the same guy anymore. I think that he's stuck in Phoenix. I think that there's weird shit going on. He was there. really bad in the playoffs last year, though. No, I get really it. Bad. I mean, I understand, but it's a buyout. Like, it's not like to me after a guy that can come and be seven feet tall, like Luke Cornett. Okay, yeah, it's super cute, guys. Like, I I love it. Like, I love that he jumps up in the air when like he's very far away from a perimeter shooter. It's adorable and it's great. He can't be on the floor during the playoffs. Like he cannot be. It's that's not something that we can have. That's not yeah. a scenario we want to see. I just want to let you guys know that right now. I mean, he's been a very serviceable uh, rotation guy in the regular season, but you know, no, we got to shorten the rotation past Luke Cornett if we want to make a run in 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 the playoffs, and I think we do. <laughs> so we got to go get some. Like we got to go get somebody like that size and and that can spell Al and. We know all the stuff about Robert Williams's injuries, but we also do need a little bit of wing cover still. I mean, it's been encouraging that there's been nights where Tatum's out and Brown still wins us games, and there's been nights where Brown's out and Tatum obviously has that ability will still win us games. Like that's definitely encouraging. But when it comes to April, May, those minutes add up. We saw it last year. Like it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a banana peel that you don't want to slip on not having enough minutes. To, to kind of unload from the wings. That's what Gallinari came in to do. And if you do trade Grant Williams, you do have to replace that somehow. Like, the, and I, and I, for me, it's like, why not? You know, like, I, yes, you're granted. Jay Crowder, not great. <laughs> not great in the playoffs last year. But that whole team fell off. That whole team fell off from the run that they made. Like, it wasn't just Jay Crowder's fault. Like, the whole fucking thing came crumbling down. The whole house of cards fell. So, yeah. You know, Brad likes him, obviously. Like you, you know, they they might begrudgingly do a buyout. That would that that's us getting him on the cheap, you know. So to me, I feel like it's worth the worth a gamble. And he I think he would fit the style of basketball we play now more than he did before, even. Uh he fits roles better than what he did here in Boston. Boston, yeah. he he definitely he 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 checked himself a, a few times too many for my liking with with that with that spread like jump shot that he has. He, he had two though. What do you, what do you, what do you, Amir Johnson? He, yeah, he, Amir Johnson. I loved Amir Johnson, bro. I, I did. Well, I mean, defensively, yeah, but offensively, Evan, Ev, Evan Turner. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, we, we keep talking about, uh, big men. Uh, a name I, I've been hearing a lot that we were looking at is another top pick reclamation project in Nerland's Noel. 
you know, you follow that Jabari Parker route where it's like, you know, it's a name and it's a dude that you know who has talent. You know, do you think if you fit him into that Cornet role, he he does he makes more of an impact than Cornet, right? Don't you think? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just like I think you're. I think there is a little bit of a name tax on a guy like that. Like, I yeah, think that that sure. follows him around across the course of his career, and I'm not sure that his statistics have ever really matched that. I think, like, what are you asking him to come do? Are you asking him to come be like what Luke Cornette has been for us? Just, yeah, just ten, 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 yeah, ten minutes, ten to twelve minutes a game max, max, and yeah, that, that's, and, that's and, yeah, four to five rebounds. You know what I mean? Get 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 those. My fear would my fear would be like a lot of Nerland's Noel stat lines with like two points on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're spelling yeah, Rob yeah. Williams, but like Rob's offensive production has improved a lot, and I feel like Nerland's Noel is going to come in and score like four points for okay. uh, too many minutes. You know what I mean? Like, I feel he might stall the offense. Like three blocks of ten minutes, though. Would you be excited? Yeah, of course. No, I yeah, definitely yeah. would. I think my fear is a guy like that coming in and like. It's like I guess it's a chemistry issue in my head right now. Like it's it doesn't seem like a direct plug and play for me. A guy like Jay Crowder coming back, you're like, well, at least you know where the entrance is. You know, like you know Brad Stevens already. Like you know Jason Tatum already. Like there's something yeah. about that. And I, to to me, like there's a little bit of Nerlens Noel baggage. Not a ton. I mean, he's not like a complete prick or anything, but like there is a little bit of baggage there where it's like, is it? I mean, I guess it's sort of the same as the Blake Griffin situation. It's like. If he doesn't contribute, it doesn't really matter that much, right? You're not paying like a ludicrous amount of money for him to be there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They changed the entrance at the garden, so he doesn't know it anymore. Um, oh shit! <laughs> Never mind then. Don't bring him. He can't find his way in. You know, say what? What about Jared uh, Vanderbilt from? Uh, oh, love it. He's he's he's. I think I, I think that him, him and Nas Reed, and I, I, that that is someone. Yeah. Well, those are two guys. Once again, I don't know why they would give up on them, but to me, it's at, it's at least worth the phone call. Vanderbilt's more of what this offense looks like. I think that's a completely different proposition. Like that's a guy that can that that he can board. You know, mm-hmm. like he yeah. can go get us five to eight rebounds. He 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 helps he helps preserve Rob. That's so, maybe that's a more that to me is a more exact like backup for Rob Williams. You know, I, that's preserves a good call. Rob. He takes like five minutes off of Rob's playing time. Yeah, and it's and it's good five minutes. Another name you talked about offense. Another big man, PJ Washington. I've been hearing a lot. And I like PJ. Yes, he actually listened to the CPE, actually. Yeah, and 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 he's he's a big man. Well, what that, do we got? Are we gonna let all those fucking things expire? Like, let's do something. That they that's what they do, man. They, yeah, I think who, who, I don't know who's left though, because I know I want to say it's the one. Oh, the Josh Richardson one. The the Hernan Gomez, Hernan Gomez one. Excuse me, is gone. But I think that one is like five point. Oh, Dennis Schroeder. That's what it was. It's uh his his is up on on the ten on the ten. So they would have to use it before. They have to use a third thing. So if we're talking about a reunion, though, Kelly Olenek's the guy. I that's what I'm saying. Kelly Olenek's the guy. I mean, he's a little undersized, but I like, have very fond memories of Kelly. Listen, I 
I was at, I was at game seven against the Warriors, the Kelly yep. Olenek goat game. Was this, yeah, was this, yeah. Seeing so if he can come back and contribute, listen, we just did it with Tice. And to me, I, I know I can be alone on this sometimes, but Tice was a fucking waste of space. And we brought him back. So why not Kelly Olenek? Because he can do a hell of a lot more. Yeah, I think Tice. it's a little bit of a different proposition. Kelly Olenek's more expensive. He's a lot better at basketball than <laughs> Daniel Tice. Like he just he is like if we're being honest, like he has more. We things. gave up Schroot. I mean, I guess Schroot sucks, too. Right, yeah, yeah, not great. Ahead. Not a great example, but uh, <laughs> Schroeder's potential. We give up Schroeder's potential <laughs> to sometimes be good. But I mean, yeah, I mean, Kelly Olynyk again, perfect spell yeah, for, for yeah. Robert Williams and, and and maybe even some minutes out and of some stretch. legs and rotation. And like, even Tatum, too. The floor, like, yeah, yeah. He, he, he already played he without. He takes Tatum minutes, yeah. Right. He already played without, because the last year he was here, it was Al's first year here. So also Kelly Olenek's like an effort guy. And I feel like if there's one mm-hmm. thing I could contribute our like our criticize, I mean, to this uh, team is that they and, you know, not to say they don't know it. I mean, Jalen Brown and Jason Taylor both come out and said this shit in the past six months. But sometimes they pick when they want to play. And it's been a little less, uh, I guess, often lately. But like they do go in spells sometimes where you're just like, oh, fuck, you guys aren't even really trying. Kelly Olenek's like a little bit of a, a spark plug. You know, like you can bring him off the bench and like he brings energy and he brings uh, effort and he brings D, he plays defense. It's another thing I wouldn't mind having Jay Crowder out there for is like you can put him on some guys. You know, it's like, all right, yeah, you can go guard that guy. Like, it'll be fine. It'll be okay for 10 minutes. Like, we we can live through this. If you think about that second unit, that'd be dope, man. Kelly Olenek, Derek White. If we could just have like the the 20, (laughs) like that, that first Brad Stevens year. (laughs) <laughs> like the second Brad Stevens year, if we could just have that as the bench, I think that's what we're all asking for here. Yeah, I'm, I'm even even some. I mean, well, he's not coming back here. He's in Sweden right now. But like my guy Jonas Jarevko, I, I I loved him. Jonas, let's go get Rirab, let's go Rirab, get Rirab. both the Morris the Morris brothers. Let's get Markeith and Marcus back. Yeah, like I fuck like it. it, I like Marcus, it, I like it. Alex Kyrie, but yeah, I love I love I love Marcus. Wait, is it a Celtics podcast? If we don't say, hey, why don't we just go get it? We might as well go get it. You know. You, you know, and this 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 is this is ridiculous. So I that, I don't want people to take this seriously. I'm sure some of them <laughs> Yeah, no, we're not getting fucking. Ideas. It's like I I almost I almost feel like it's a, it's almost like we wouldn't win until he's back on the team because of how it went down. Because there's still there's still people that feel like well y'all fucked up. So he, he he's like he's like the Billy Goat. He's the yeah. Just just put him at the end of the bench. Let him be. You know, let him come in. You know. You know, I agree. I think we need to dispel that curse a little bit. I, I really do because like it's a, it was a little oof, every point guard that came after him. Like it was just weird. Like it was well, Kemba like, was okay. It was just he just injuries. But Kemba Kemba was, was I know, fine. but like that's like that's that's some bad juju, right? Like that's like a curse. I feel like it's Celtics fans' fault too, because I know when I saw the trade, I know some people were pissed. I'm like, yo, fuck IT. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, let's do it. You did so much fuck. for us. And I was like, bro, Kyrie, let's go. Fuck IT, let's go. Like, bro, come well, on. I, I want to add to that, right? Because I think, I think, because I actually, I, I remember I was still in Miami at the time. And I remember being, I was at my desk and I saw, you know, saw the alert. Actually, my one of my students saw the alert. He's like, Mr. He said, like, "Kyrie Irving got traded to Boston." I said, like, "I said, get out of here." Yeah, no fucking way. I, 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 said, I said, "No, no way." He, he showed me. I, I said, "What?" But was wild. I wrote a stats about a month before that, saying, "Well, if Kyrie's unhappy in Cleveland, he's three years younger than your current point guard. At least give the call." And then, bam! It, it, it happened in August. And next thing you know, man, once again, that first year went fine. 
They won 16 in a row. People forget that. I remember the game with Dallas. The game went in Miami. He he had he had good moments here. He had very good moments it's here. It's a great no, of transition, course. huh? Of course. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to be a Celtics player last year. And like yeah. I, I I would say last year being the only exception. I think the most fun I've had since 2008, though, was like IT IT versus John Wall in that Wizard series. Like that was just like the most fun I've had watching basketball. I don't ever. know when when Tatum and Brown pushed uh fucking LeBron the seven games. Yeah, but rookies. we shouldn't have that, lost that game. That seven, was fuck. I was at it. Got, that game it got seven. ruined. We so shouldn't have lost that game seven. Like that that got that got shit on because like we fucked up. Like we we had him. Terry Rozier. I've never seen someone miss jump shots so badly. It wasn't just him that night. It wasn't just him. Everybody fucking missed every single jump shot. Pretty sure Jay Crowder missed a good few in that game, actually. <laughs> to Terry's defense, he went off for us in game six, and we blew it. Him and yeah, Jalen yeah, Brown went did. off in game six. He was so bad. And he was supposed to win, and we no, blew we it. we blew that series. Like, you can't remember that series as, like, that fun because we fucked it up. Like, we had, an, we had our foot on their throats, and we fucked it up. And oh. we, it was a good lesson, and they were kids, and it's, it's not a big deal. But, like, I don't know. Got it. So... I have like an alternate universe theory for you. So I think we are fucking until we bring IT back. Because what I think was supposed to happen was we went through all that with IT, right? He fucked his hip up. We were supposed to keep him and have that be like, we can't fucking trade IT. You know, he's he's our guy. He did all this for us. We were supposed to have like this empty space at point guard because of his hip for years. But instead, it just got injected into our team and went to Hayward. It went to Kemba, Kyrie. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, there's been some bad injury, Juju. I mean, I would really like it if Danilo Gallinari was healthy right now. Like, I, I think I think he's coming playoff time. I'm, yeah, I, that's what, that's what I've been hearing, man. I hear I hear him been pushing it. Listen, if we had Gallinari, we 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 people forget stop. he's six ten. Like people forget that he's six ten. Have you heard it? Have you seen heard his song? No, it's awesome. Is he it? doesn't say it. Someone wrote a song about him. It's like a techno song. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Love it. I'll check it out after the pot. The uh but like he yeah, he's 6'10. He can rebound, he can score inside. Like he he's it's not 100% his game, but like he can do it. That size on the floor is is good, you know. And he can rotate multiple guys back onto the bench to rest. So even yeah, if we could me. get 10 minutes a night out of him or 12 minutes a night, it might be sound like a pipe dream, but that would be sick, honestly. I would, I, if we had that going into the playoffs, I would 100% just like throw him in there and try that out and see what it looks like. I don't think that's like a big deal. All right. That was fun talking about the Celtics as usual. I think we should dedicate a little bit of time to the trade deadline and to some other news around the rest of the NBA. Looking like LeBron uh, is going to break that scoring record. I suppose we sort of owe it tonight, to the... Many, to the many, what you got? Uh, yeah, he needs to get like 38 or something tonight, right, Ray? Yeah, 30, 30, 30, 36, 36, 36. I mean, I think he looked like he was going to do it coming into the building. So uh, that's going to be that game's going to start right after we get off this pod. So could be the last time uh, we're talking before LeBron is in the scoring uh, title holder. 
I don't think it's going to change the conversation about what we think of LeBron James like all that much. I I think that the way that his legacy is sort of shaping up, I think people are going to remember him as one of the best of all time. But I'm not I'm not really sure he's in the top two. I don't think he cracked it. I I, I don't think that he just because of the conversation. Like I know people that are stands in LeBron James like. They can name every stat. Yeah, he's going to get the scoring record for sure. You know, they can name all these stats, but there's just still that thing where it's like you'd still rather have Michael Jordan. You'd still rather have Kobe Bryant because they were killers. And they might not have been as fun at parties because they were mean. But, <laughs> but like, if they were better, like, they, you know, that's who you want to go win you a fucking championship, right? And yeah. as much as LeBron was a killer and he was the most talented player I've probably ever seen, definitely the most talented player I've ever seen, actually. That's without question. I'm curious what, what you guys think of where his legacy is shaping up, if you think he's ever going to win another championship, because I don't at this point, and what this like scoring title means uh, like in his legacy. I mean, it might be a generational thing for me of what I think about him. I just haven't changed my mind. Like Maybe I'm crazy, but... Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's been downplaying it. Um, yeah, because he's got a good PR guy. But I mean, like, like, and I get that he's at this moment he's still chasing championships, and I, I get that. Uh, this yeah, is a phenomenal. He's not chasing shit. I, I, I never, I never thought that this would, this record would be broken. This particular record, anyways. So it's awesome that we're seeing this in our lifetime. So just like people fell in the eighties when they saw uh, Kareem break Wolf's record. So yeah. Kareem shot like one three point shot in his whole career. I'll just point. Yeah, that crazy, out. crazy, crazy. <laughs> crazy. So, you know, so I know to some that cream is still was still it's pretty insane. Like the like his it's his two record, different I levels. Think is, yeah, yeah, it's like, two yeah. different levels. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that that's that's insane. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. Less playing time, um, like all that stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I mean, but he also played forever too. So I mean it's not like people like he played 10 years and got Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, LeBron's playing a, a ludicrous amount of basketball. Right. Yeah. Which is it Crazy. isn't just take anything away from him. I think that he's still at this level. It's insane. It really is. Like yeah, I mean, credit to him. Invest, when you invest that much in your body, like that's you should and then be, it's like a million dollars a year he spends on just yeah, like crazy, not crazy. breaking so, down, right? Yeah. He's so I mean to me, it, listen, he, he's he's definitely top three. If someone say he's top five, fine. That's 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 okay. He, I got he him had, at five. I actually yeah, got him at five. To be honest, he, he 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 passed Kobe for me the moment he passed him in Philadelphia a few years ago. That that's just, that's just my opinion on it. Yes, mentality wise, of course you're choosing Kobe, but I'm like, there's nothing else that you're choosing. You're taking like once again, he scores as well. <laughs> he defended as well. He's won the MVPs. Like there's there's no other. There's nothing else that that measures up. Like he, he's passed, he's passed everybody except MJ in that regard. So, um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for him. Like I said, to me, he's top three once again. The man's been on on the Sports Illustrated cover since the age of sixteen. <laughs> the age. Of I 16, remember that. I remember never, that Sports Illustrated. Got, bro. Never got into major trouble. Never got into any any really major scandals. Yeah. Once again, does he does he complain and 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 whine too much? Sure. Sure. But like you said, the talent, the skill set, the playmaking is undeniable. Totally, and we would miss him when he's gone. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think I think we're very lucky to have like yeah, top top know, three in my mind, top three for sure. I, I definitely agree with you in the sense that I think we're lucky to have seen him, and I think it's I think we're lucky to have seen a lot of great athletes over the course of of our sports watching lifetimes. I I just think. For me, I think maybe it's the way I was just conditioned to watch basketball. It's like the things I look for in players that I love, LeBron doesn't necessarily possess. I think you know what I'm talking about. Like if 
if my favorite non-Celtic ever is is Allen Iverson, then I'm not going to really fit the mold to be a LeBron James fan, I don't think. That's not to say I don't understand how good he is, but to me, it's like if, if when people ask you for your top five all time or your your best starting five or however you want to look at it, to me, it's like I'm trying to build a team. I'm trying to put him in a circumstance, a realistic circumstance where who do I want to go win me a championship? And I'm not doing this thing that like I'm not being a LeBron hater, but like LeBron is like statistically just as likely to lose in the finals. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like. Uh, to me, it's like, I, I mean, I understand there's extenuating circumstances and I understand that there's context involved here. But Bobby, where where do you put LeBron all time at this point? And like, talk to me about the scoring title. So I just kind of look at it differently where it's like, you guys know me. I, I don't like speaking in absolutes when it comes to goats and things <laughs> like that. bro. Because like, I, I hate that fucking conversation where it's like, bro, he's the goat, he's the goat. Or it, it's but just we, fucking different. We're just different. talking about his legacy. We're just but talking it, about his legacy. Right. You know? He's the most he's the most accomplished player in the history of the NBA. And there's no there's no really disagreeing with that when it comes to stats, rebounds, assists, he or sets points, rebounds, assists. Like no an individual as an no, individual player. Right. No one's higher on those ladders consistently yeah, yeah, yeah. than LeBron. Yeah, totally. No one's played more minutes. No one has had that impact on the game. However, Michael Jordan is still the greatest basketball player of all time. It's it's you know what I mean? It's he He's the goat of basketball, but LeBron's the goat of accomplishments and stats. And and, and when when we look back at LeBron's career, like twenty years from now, it's only going to be about the fact that he's a scoring champion. Rebound. He might he might end up rebounds leader too, right? Or top five in assists and top five in rebounds. Right. So yeah. no, I mean I, I but, I, but I guess it's a, it's a matter of what's important to you. When you're looking at a player and you're and you're lionizing or you're idolizing a player, he's like, won. He's won a sh- so. Remember, championships are really fucking hard to win, and he's won one in each destination he's gone to. So I mean, don't get me wrong, LeBron's definitely a bitch. That that whole temper tantrum he threw at the end of that Celtics <laughs> game like literally encapsulates who LeBron is as a person. At least, at least like last five to ten years. I would just like to say, like honestly, that's really unfair. That call was really unfair. And like if if that the person that was fouled was like a, still a top five player in the NBA, like that would they, they would have made that call. But unfortunately, when you drop off, you don't get those superstar calls anymore. You know, if somebody on Jason Tatum's level was getting fouls, if that person existed, then, you know, maybe he would have gotten the call. But like, I'm so sorry when you're just a regular guy playing on the second worst team in the West, you don't, you're not going to get the call. I mean, it's just it's the way I know it's not fair. But it's the game it we love. It was definitely a foul. It I mean, there's no, there was there's no foul. <laughs> yeah, it was the. It was the most obvious foul. It was the, of the definition <laughs> of a foul. You know what I mean? Like when you look up, it should foul show on a layup. In refereeing schools um, are like this is what a shooting foul is. <laughs> but so, I, but like when I say that encapsulates LeBron, I really mean that because like the temper tantrum, yes, on one spectrum, but on the other spectrum was I was one hundred percent sure he was getting a clean drive to the layup on that last play. You saw it when he was at the top of the three-point line. You know what I mean? He had that LeBron, I'm fucking taking it to the rim, and there's nothing you can fucking do about it mentality. He doesn't have that as much anymore because he's older. So I get the recency bias, but you got to remember, like this is a different LeBron than what what LeBron was at his peak. And it's, it's so long ago now that I feel like people kind of forget 
like that Miami series against the Celtics, I will never, I, I can't even imagine a more dominant basketball player than what LeBron was in game six. It, it was, it was unbelievable. Like I, I, I wasn't alive for the MJ, you know, the, the, the crime of that MJ, right. That, that was 63. Is that what it was? Bro, that is nine in game two. <laughs> that 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 what? three, that dagger three in the fourth quarter where he just came up and and stepped back forty two footer, no fucking doubt, and he just walked out like, "Yep, this is my fucking championship. You guys can go fuck yourselves." Oh, that see, was I, a thought, I thought that was the group before. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oh, you're right. They they did lose that year. They ended up losing no, that year. I mean, they, well, I mean Miami beat them back-to-back years, but I'm saying, like, the, the, that play you're talking about, I mean, the 45-15-5 and five was, was 2012 in game six, but that three, I thought was the year before because they hit it, and they 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 you would have thought they won the championship. It all just merges. Crazy. Yeah, it does merge. It it, 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 it hurts, <laughs> hurtful but accurate. But I'm just saying it's it's. But <laughs> you got to look yeah. at the whole. You got to look at the whole the whole picture. When you look at the whole picture, I just find it hard to believe that he's not top five of all time. I really do. I said right. he, I had him five. But like, all right, That's give me the four. Five. Give me the four. Give me the four. Give me the four. Number one is Michael Jordan. Okay, so that's, okay, and Kobe, Kobe Bean, I get it. I didn't say number two is Kobe. Number one is Michael Jordan. Number two is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Number three is Bill Russell. Mm. Number four is Kobe Bryant. Number five is LeBron James. That's my top five. I just think now, it's, so, it's so it's. I'm sorry, I'll let you do your. But it's so hard because it's so such different eras. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so you have, this go each, you have to take each. So, well, you have to take each of them in context. Yeah, you have okay. to take each of their accomplishments and what they did, their skill sets, what they bring to the table, their championship pedigree. All these things, I think, have to factor in. I think it's why Bill gets weighted so heavily when you when you look at championship pedigree. Like it's com- literally and figuratively unmatched. He, yes, it's a different era, but it doesn't matter. You play what's in front of you. Contextually, he's part of the reason why we're here talking about the NBA. A big part of the reason. Right. I. I could see an argument for switching out either my four or my five for Magic Johnson, to be, to be 100% honest with you. If I'm trying my best to eliminate the idea of Larry Bird being our patron saint. I thought you were going to say of Lakers. But... No, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I think Larry Bird was a more talented basketball player than Magic, Magic Johnson. But if you look at what they accomplished from the last night of their college careers to the end of their NBA careers, it's difficult for me to argue that Magic doesn't have a, have a, a greater list of accomplishments because he just he just does he just has more. So I would have liked to you know I would have liked to see some different things happen in, in uh, for instance the '87 Finals like show up whatever. But it is what it is. I think yeah, there's a lot of Lakers on my list already, unfortunately, and it's tough <laughs> for me to fucking keep cranking LeBron up the fucking up the pole. And I think it's because. You, of what you said it's these individual accomplishments to me it's like yeah sure but i also watched him like decide he was a gm 
a few times and like fuck up teams. I, I watched him take his talents to South Beach. I watched him fucking uh, like not to even begin to get into that. I watched him decide to go play for like a lot of different teams. I watched him leave his hometown team twice. I, you know, I watched him bitch, moan and complain throughout his entire career. It's impossible to argue with his individual stats and it's impossible to argue with his talent, bottled talent. I think he fills up more of a bottle than any other player in the history of the game. I, and that includes Michael Jordan. I think on just what he was born with, his size, the fact that he was that fast for his size, the fact that, I mean, it slept on a little bit, honestly, but the fact that he was probably one of the best passers of all time, to be honest with you, the fact that he, when he should have already done it, but when he learned a post game and came back after that Mavs series and, and won a championship in Miami, that was all very impressive. That was definitely him doing that too. That wasn't D-Wade or, or Bosch at that point. But I also watched like Dirk be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that to me, when you hear the legends of the greats, and maybe it's because we were alive during and we watched it. When you hear the legends of the greats and you're watching like the last dance and like Michael Jordan is a meme about what it's like to not fuck around and win yourself championships. And LeBron James is Dirk Nowitzki being like, fuck this kid. And <laughs> like, I'm taking my talents to South Beach and Dirk just fucking drop and turn around jumpers on him for as much as many times as he wanted. And Paul Pierce going toe to toe with him when motherfuckers go on whole ass tours talking about how Mike, how Paul Pierce isn't as good as Paul Pierce thinks he is. And the whole like everyone clowning on him when it was him versus D Wade, but Paul Pierce fucked him up one on one when he was younger. So, like, whatever. These aren't stories you hear about the all time greats. So, yes, I agree with you individually. It's difficult. But to me, it's like how I'm conditioned to watch basketball, how I'm conditioned to ide- idolize these greats and what it takes to be great, what we've been told. Well, we've been told over and over what it is to be great. It's LeBron. If LeBron James in 30 years is in the coolest basketball commercial on TV and he says something akin to at the end of the day, this game is and always will be about buckets. That will never be as cool as when Bill Russell said it, <laughs> because when he says shit, you listen. Because he has that thing about him. You know, he did all this other shit outside of being an NBA player. Kareem, same deal. Michael Jordan, absolute assassin. Kobe Bryant, absolute fucking assassin. They have this other thing, this other badge that makes them elevate themselves over just raw talent. And I think LeBron's probably a really nice guy. He's probably a better hang than all these dudes. But if you got to ride into the valley, if you know, if you got to fucking face down the monster... He's not he's not Aragorning you through a fucking situation. He's just not. So yeah. that's my issue, I think. Yeah, no, I was I get it. Uh, it's a different mindset when you've been the king your whole life versus, you know, Kobe being drafted 14th overall out of high school playing in France. Maybe I'm life. too and into the narrative. Maybe I'm yeah, too into the narrative. I, I think I think it's more of just like it's 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 been expected of LeBron to be this guy his whole career. So no one was ever like like, look at this guy. He was like, yeah, bro, that's LeBron. It's which I think I think is an argument in his defense. I don't even think that's fair. Like, well, it's not. It's that's what I mean. It's it's the same. It's it's like there was no there was the no Brady years where fatigue he should have been, been MVP you know? every single year, but it got boring. Like that's a f- true thing that happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he should have been MVP every single year, but it got boring. Like I'm not arguing with how good he is. I'm really not. Ray, you look disappointed in me. He brought you he look brought, like, you look disappointed in my past. He brought he brought, he brought um, an old an old Eric Snow. Was it Eric Snow and who was the other? Oh, oh um, yeah, uh, Zildrunas, obviously. Who was the other? 
big score oh, they had. Uh, they had Mike Will. Or, uh, who was the point guard? Who's the they're, ugly they're, dude? They're uh, Danielle Marshall. Uh, Danielle Marshall. <laughs> no, not no, not. Sorry, not, Danielle, you're not ugly. I'm yeah, sorry. Diana, no, right? No, that's funny. No, not disappointed. That's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> but that's not, right. He's, a, he's, uh, he's not disappointed he's, in he's your basketball knowledge. <laughs> Definitely not disappointed in that. I'm just disappointed that you even have to make that comparison, right? Because, like you said, he should have got MVP most years. But sure. because they fit the narrative, and it's like, oh, you have to give it to somebody else. And it's like, no, it's the most valuable player. So, I mean, the said, last year Russ won, it should have still been LeBron at that point. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that. Yeah. So it's just like to me, well, I mean, I mean, when you win, I mean, when you average over for the year, I mean, that that's special. Like, I, yeah. I get, Russ, I get why Russ got it. I, but you watched it happen, though, right? You did watch the people be like, "Whoa, let him get the rebound! Whoa, whoa, whoa let him get the rebound! Let him get that triple!" Yeah, yeah no, I mean, pre- pretty much. But but even like I said, as someone who lived in Miami when, when like I said, the, the few years he was out there, and I went, to, I went to a playoff game, and I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't know. There's been a, for that four or five years he was there. Like, I don't know if I've seen better basketball from a. Like it was, it was, it was unreal. Definitely. The alley oops. The like, I remember the game in New Orleans. Like, yeah, he had 42 minutes, six threes in the first half. It was hitting from the parking lot. Like, yeah. and I was just like, what do you, like, what do you do? Cause like, that, that was the final thing to unlock his game. He could do everything else. But I'm like, yo, he's, he's, he's hitting 40% from three in mm-hmm. Miami. Like, what, what do you do? You can't do anything. Yeah. Then, like- oh, I, I can go, whoop, I can give it to Wade or I can give it to Boss. Oh, I give it to Shane Battier. Oh, I give it to Ray Allen. Like it was, it was, it was too much. I wish he ended up staying there. I get why it had to fit his narrative to go back home and win with Kyrie. I get that because you know he had unfinished business, so to speak, in his mind. But I just wish he had stayed up with Miami because we probably saw more Wade. I mean, Bosch had to help things. It was different. I but, think he would have had yeah. more more good teams around him if he stayed. Yeah, there. For sure, for sure. And I because just, of the way that that team is run, is better than any other team that he's ever been on. So, I just, I just think Tom Brady, and I, I always come back to this, kind of ruined. <laughs> he ruined the idea of, of, of a championship player because, listen, ten years ago, a guy that won championships in three separate places, yeah, three you're right. Championships is 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 a winner. He's he's he's, he's, he's almost a, guy a that, victim. Like, you're not down. wrong. Like he's almost a victim of like they're they're it they're, you, you don't have the ability to be mysterious anymore. It, yeah. It, it, in today's it, world, like you, everyone's online. Like you can go to any, like everything you do is is watched. You know, you're you can be put in any context that anyone wants you to be put in. You don't just go out play the game and then you're, you know, you completely recede back into your life. I I see your point. I I genuinely do see your point. He is a little bit of a victim of the times. He's a little bit of a victim of his own success. He's a little bit of a victim of. You're right. Like the 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 greatness that was around him in like other sports. And I'll also say that comeback against the Warriors, which is probably the best team of the last 10 years, is that yep. is that the, that Golden State Warriors team. That wasn't just anybody that he made that comeback against. Yep. And him topping it off, like as much as like Kyrie's shot is remembered, we're all pretty much in agreement that that block is what made, is that was the moment, right? So wherever it was like, oh, this is over. This is like, even, this, even, he's even not even like Kyrie obviously gets hurt in game one. Obviously, Love got hurt in the series against us in the first round. Like that 2015 run that he had. Yeah, but but equally, like, it was, it was un, I mean, it was unreal. And but I'm like, equally, he's on he the as the victim of like that Kevin Durant Warriors team, where he was made to look incredibly average in that finals. 
Like, I that was the worst I've ever seen him play in the playoffs. And it wasn't his fault. I think it's because he knew. I, I also I also imagine think that. he knew how overrated. Imagine that though. You're getting 40 a night, and they're like, yo, again, com- compared look- compared to his own compared to his own standard, you know, and a victim of his own success in that <laughs> sense. Like that's that's but like yeah. when you're wa- I've I've seen I watched Kevin Durant like break his fucking ankles in that series. You know what I mean? Like absolutely break his ankles on the perimeter. Yeah, yeah that 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 and then. Back. The left side was crazy. The yeah, first one. because they, you know exactly oh. the play I'm talking about. It was early in the series, and like, like KD just looked like, like an uh, like in that moment to me. I'm watching that. I'm like, KD looks like the most unplayable player I've ever seen in my life. Like you're talking about, you've never seen better basketball from the Bronx when you're in Miami. I get that, and I think there's an argument to be made in, in the context of our lifetimes. KD went surrounded by all those guys and hitting those heights. I've never seen anything like that. I was like, there's no yeah, human you yeah, can go and get in their special, prime history and stop this, you know. Special. And uh, and we're yeah. I think we're a little spoiled. I honestly yeah. I do. I think we're a little spoiled. We have all this fucking we watched all these these different great players. There's so many good players in, in the NBA since we were we were little munchkins that we're a little bit you're right, we're a little bit fucking spoiled. It's, just it's like, easy for me to say because I didn't watch half the guys on my fucking list in, in live, you know. So I get it. Well, and and it's like when you think about so like David Robinson, right? Considered like one of the best winners of all time, two championships. Kobe Bryant, considered one of the best winners of all time, five. LeBron has four. Larry Bird, one of the best winners of all time, three. You know what I mean? It's just like you get on the list. It's just it's such a different standard nowadays, man. Where it's like I don't know, it blows well, my mind. Also, he's also always put next to Jordan in conversation. Yes. He's always yeah. that's why I I know, but I. It, it's still to me the it six all, for six. It all stems like back. Yeah, yeah, I guess. No, don't. Yeah, six for six. Well, yeah, no, 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 six I'm not. I'm not. Six. Yeah, yes. Well, because <laughs> that's, that's just, I, I feel like I really do feel like Brady ruined it because it's like now, <laughs> hey, bro. It, it's it's Tom he, Brady ruined sports. He no, he <laughs> got he, no. He ruined he ruined people's mindsets because Jordan was a different level. Jordan 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 was the best basketball player anyone had ever seen. But Tom Brady it just came in out of nowhere and dominated the sport for 20 years. So that's what people see the expectation as, as the GOAT, as the greatest, as the best ever. Like, you have to do that. And just because LeBron, you know, like I said, winning an NBA championship is so fucking hard. Yeah. And it's like, it's it, to, to get to seven, to to win th- four, four, right? Four, because yeah, yeah. he won two in Miami. That's too weird. He's been in the finals. Be, Bro, be it's, it's 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 half, it's his, like half the, of his career. The man's been in the finals. It's just when twenty years from now, when we look back at all this, like, right? It, that it's, matters. It's, it's 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 we're gonna be like, what the hell were we fucking talking about, man? Because like it's, I'm telling you, man. Because like when you look back at these guys, yeah, careers, no, you're not like wrong. David you're Robinson not wrong. They, has they two. Get, everybody and, gets like definitely cast and and lionized a little bit more. And I think what I'm trying to do is uh, is really just hold on to the fact. That in 2008, every single person in Boston was calling him a fucking bitch. He still is a bitch. And out, I'm, a not bitch. Letting, I have a t-shirt. I'm not, I have a t-shirt I'm not letting. I'm not letting people scrub that shit out of history. Okay, I've been hating him for a long time, and I'm not gonna fucking stop now. All right. So there you go. But <laughs> I got. Well, I got one more name because I was actually now I am disappointed because Bob, Bobby brought up his teammate, but they didn't acknowledge this guy. What? How can you talk about David Robinson? As I don't talk about the Bigfoot and Tim, Tim Duncan. I know. Yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know. I know. Listen. I listen. actually have him pulled this, up this, here. That, just... that guy. He he beat a lot of your. He, he beat LeBron. He beat Kobe. He, he beat all all your favorite players that we talk about. 
Also, uh, difficult, difficult thing for me to say out loud, but uh, it it is, and it's the hardest thing that I will say in the context of talking about a basketball, about basketball as a sport. But Tim Duncan was KG's uh, father; he was his dad. Yes, oh, he and, and, and any him. single time that they Plus. ever played, like he that uh, what was it he, the O two semis, the O two semis, bro, was, was just he he put him on his shoulders. It was like, can you see the parade? Yeah, okay, style, style makes styles make fights, and I think that he was just like the worst possible matchup for Kevin Garnett, and I think he got a little bit in Kevin Garnett's head because he was the opposite personality type, and I think he just have you. Yeah, Tim Duncan's trash talk is about yeah. KG talks. He's like, got you on that one. KG was like, what the what happened? And like, he'll kind of admit that. That's worse. That's worse. It's so much worse. Yes, you try your hardest. Uh huh. Caps you on the bus saying, hey, you know, nice try, young fellow. What? Yeah. Demarcus Cousins talked about it too. He was like, yo, like, I legit tried to bump him five times, and legit Tim Duncan did not move. And this is older Tim Duncan. This is not prime Tim. Yeah, but that's like the old guy at the Y at that point, you know. It's <laughs> like so he's yeah, like, I mean, he, he, he was still giving he, he was still giving people you know uh problems and but yeah I just I, he, he's but to me he's always one guy that you know if it was oh we'll, we'll just put him at six or seven just because I'm like he's got five he's got almost twenty seven thousand points in his I didn't career. put him at six and se- six or seven no 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 I'm saying I'm saying most those who act like he like he shouldn't I be feel- at in that range, I'm just like, wait a minute. Like, I kind of feel like it's the. I feel like I feel like LeBron gets more shit than Duncan, man. I just feel like you know what I mean. Like, I don't know. I well, I think that I think that Tim Duncan's a. That's the only reason why he didn't go six and zero. But I mean, yeah. let's let's. Play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I so, think that I think that Tim Duncan's more of a victim of the idea, of the idea of the San Antonio Spurs and like what they were and how they were constituted was like. And this is why they won. It's like it was pop and the the system and the team, and it wasn't about any individual player. And I think that that's why their individual accolades, like Robinson, like Tim Duncan, there's arguments to be made that Mount Ginobili and Manu and, Parker, and, yeah, and and Tony Parker, like maybe wouldn't have been as good anywhere else. You know, like people. Or are, like, I, I think that I think that that's a pretty legitimate <laughs> take. To be honest with you, I think that that pop made he played money ball a little bit in in some of those positions, and I think that. I think that that's a little bit why Tim doesn't get the credit he deserves because he wasn't an individualist. You know, he was he was there to help the team, and I think he deserves credit for that. But when we're talking about basketball and individual accolades, I think that's what happens. Listen, I'm really happy about two things. I'm happy that because we're out of time, we didn't have to talk about Kyrie Irving going to the Mavs. Oh, so that's a, that's a huge that's a huge. That. I want to I want to talk about us putting our balls on the Nets' faces. All right, well, I'll give you guys a choice. We have two subjects that we didn't get to. And I don't really want to talk about either of them, but we can either talk about Kyrie Irving getting traded to the Mavs, or we can talk about the fucking KD rumors again. So, which one do you guys? Kyrie want? Irving. Kyrie, I'm I'm yeah, so sick of those KD. I'm so sick of those. Man. Thank you. Okay, love it. So the question I'll lead off with is: Does it take six months, twelve months, or eighteen months for Kyrie Irving to be the worst thing to happen to the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> in the last ten years? I'll give him. I'll give him three months. I'll go less. Three months. I think Great. they have, I think they have a couple good games. I think there's going to be uh, a, a game where him and Luca both score forty points, and it's awesome. Okay, well, that's my next but, question. They both but, need but, the ball, right? Exactly. But the thing is, when it comes down to nut crunch time in the playoffs, like you can't alternate back and forth like that. We saw that with the fucking Celtics. We yeah. we, we know the path that this drives down, man. And and someone's going to get mad. Kyrie's going to have some bad games. I, I don't. I'm kind of excited to watch it. a few. I, I'm excited games, to though, see to it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, 
It's a fucking dumpster fire over there in Brooklyn. Right, I right. Mean, From a basketball standpoint, do you make that trade? Do you do, like? I, I don't think that. I don't think the second best player <laughs> down in in Dallas was as good as Kyrie Irving, like skill wise. But this is the conversation we always have about him. I think they improved their second best player on down, but I mean, from a basketball standpoint, like how does this work? I have a follow up for you too, Ray. Partner all in that. Do you think Kyrie can still be the Kyrie he was with LeBron and Cleveland? Because that's what they want, right? That's what they want. Well, this this is this will be. He will look like Cleveland Kyrie because Luca's game is similar to LeBron. Mm-hmm. So they'll they'll have moments when he gets the big shot for them because. Luca would carry him for three quarters like Braun used to carry them, and then Kyrie would take over in the fourth. I think about that game in San Antonio when he had 57. I think about the 49 he had against us in game four <laughs> in 2017. He couldn't he's, fucking miss that night. Couldn't he fucking is, miss. Yeah, he's a human torch whenever he wants to be. And yes, we're not speaking about what he says and does off the court. On the court, when he's locked in, and he's been locked in when he's been on the court for the most part this year. When he's locked in, he's dangerous still. And you still make that trade. Boston should have made that trade years ago. Cleveland was right with drafting him number one years ago in 2011. But they wasn't going to do Derek Williams or Ennis Cancer because those, those women were right, right behind him. So let, let, let's, be, let's be real. So yeah, they made the right decision. And I think that you're, you're right, Dave. They're going to have moments when they score 40 plus and you're like, whoa, this team can do something in the playoffs. The reason why I don't think it's going to be a three-month thing. Well, the only way it could be three months is if he says, I'm out of here, I'm going to go, which, which is within his right. However, because uh, Dallas will now own his bird rights, yeah, they can pay he can get them the most money. So I'm, I'm thinking, and Mark Cuban will pay. He paid Chris Asperzingas. He's paid Luca. Like if he, if he believes you're he a star. Ch- he paid Chandler Parsons. Paid, yeah, he paid Chandler. Sure did. Sure did. So he, he's going to give money frivolously. Like that, That's just what he does. So I'm pretty sure... I'll go with the 12 months to 18 months because it's going to be like, okay, I got, I signed on the dotted line. Regardless if you move me or not, they have to pay that contract. So, yeah, I think that that's what ends up happening. I think it would be cool for him to learn from Jason Kidd as well, uh, someone who was, you know, the best point guard in his day, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I, I think that is going to be exciting to watch. What's his day, though? Because I'm taking AI over Jason Kidd personally. Like, what's his day? Yeah. I'm taking Allen Iverson over Jason Kidd, so I, but I don't know if you're like. I mean, I, well, I'm, I mean, sure, Allen Iverson was all of our football. I get that, but I, I mean, as a as a pure point guard, like it's, it's not close. J- Jason, but Kidd, is he you, learning from Jason Kidd at this point in his career? Is he going like, let me take why, that why on? he's not learning shit from anyone, bro. You know, he can. I know he J- can. J- I just think his Jason personality Kidd, sucks. Jason so. is a, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm doing that. J- Jason Kidd is this. This is not. And once again, he he's been to Steve Nash. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know that Steve Nash went back to my MVPs and had all of him career. I get that. I think Jason Kidd's temperament is different than Steve Nash, obviously. I think that he won't have an issue getting in Kyrie's face if he needs to be. I know that we see him as this, like, meaning Kyrie, we see him as the guy that, that can't be approached. But, um, but so I, like I told y'all off, off the air, like, I just met him a few weeks ago for the game when Brooklyn came here. That's just a facade on TV. He, 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 he's, he's really laid back. He really is. He's laid back. He's chill. Like I don't know. Maybe he was a good spirit today. I don't know. But he's, he he's, has. He he's literally su- has fucked up teams though. He's, but he's, so, he's, he's yeah. You know, he's, he's super chill, chill until 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 you're like Kyrie. I know you're really chill. How about you know this contract extension? And we just say you know you got to win a championship to get the max. And fuck well, yeah. Like he, right. No facts. But he, he still bro. wants the benefit of. Uh, he can say all he want about the NBA, what they haven't done it, but they what they will do. 
at the end of the day, him and many other players are like this in the league. They still want to benefit financially from the league. So he's going, he's going to fall the line by his standards to get that max deal from Mark Cuban. Can you rest assured if they get back to the conference finals, which is very likely, I think they need to go get Siakam from Toronto. That would be a phenomenal deal Ooh. for them. Not only does he defend, he's another playmaker for them. So he'd be good. He'd be good on any team. I mean, he's I just, just well, sure. But I mean, just just for that, but how how they want to move the ball, he's not gonna, he's not someone that needs the ball to be effective. So I think that would be phenomenal for for them. Uh, yeah. So I, I just think that, that that's the case. So, and they're also shopping Christian Wood. So, Mister Brad Stevens, get on the phone because Christian Wood is exactly. What David's been looking for, what I've been I would looking take him for. him in one second. Christian Wood's like, amazing. Yeah. Christian um, Wood is really good. So I'd rather see Occam, actually, if it, we're talking wait, about somebody getting wait, Siakam. Yeah, I was, I was we get behind the So, so I just, I I just want to, I just want to bring up a couple of things about Kyrie first and the Nets, but more Kyrie is I sent some articles earlier where it's like, listen, there's going to be points where we're going to see articles and it's going to be this Mavs team is the next best thing. Listen, we've all been through this with Kyrie before. This is like that dude who keeps robbing your friends, but you keep bringing him to the parties. You're like, no, nah, bro, he, he's 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 okay now. He's okay. But then all of a sudden, shit goes missing again. You're like, God fucking damn it, dude. Like, this is, it's, it's he, he'll never change. He will never change. Kyrie is Kyrie. I agree with you. I do it, agree with you. And I and I do feel like I'm stepping on a rake here. But like after listening to Ray, like I just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on this. And like after listening to Ray, like like I'm ready to be heard again. I feel like I I I uh, all of a sudden they have like the the best. But like he's not wrong. Like, so, like I know I always do this. Listen, I know I listen, always do this. It's, like it's, I, we it's, had it's a podcast. Inevitable. It is inevitable. I know. I know. No, but hear me out. Hear me out. What's me out. gonna I, end up? I, I understand that we had a podcast when he went to Brooklyn, right? Like I get that, and I understand that I was very vocal about the idea that him and Kevin Durant. And I think I was on your side, man. I you was guys with are on you. my side about that. Yeah. And I think, you know, Ray had a lot of good points about how they all just have a sick amount of good players in Brooklyn now. And it's obviously going to work. And it was a failure. I understand. I was wrong about that. Right. I was wrong. But I think that they might have the best backcourt in the NBA in Dallas right now. Stop and it. and Stop I think it. like on talent, they do. I think they it, do. And like Luca, I, how can I bitch? and moan all year about how it's crazy that Luca doesn't have anybody with him that's any fucking good because he's he's probably the MVP. So right? so I just like just go through who Kyrie has actually played with though. Uh in, in his trail of unhappiness, right? So he started with LeBron, not happy. I don't want to be the partner anymore. I want to go to Boston. Oh look, we got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown who are up and coming and now top five players in the NBA. Wasn't happy there bounced left went to brooklyn played with kevin durant and james harden and the, the historic big three the best team we've ever seen play basketball when they're healthy it was it was unbelievable to watch still couldn't succeed and now you're gonna tell me luca's being gonna be different yeah but no i know i it's, it's probably it's, gonna be it's, it's gonna but it's gonna be a ton of fun like this it's a i i honestly just think that stylistically he hasn't played with a guy since lebron that all of Ray's points, I think, are true. Like, I think if just this once, he could not be a cunt. He really could have success in Dallas. And it's kind of a no-lose bet, you know, because, like, if Dallas fails, I mean, I'll be a little bit bummed for Luka because I like him a lot as a player. 
and and I want him to be successful. I like the Mavericks as an organization too. I mean, I don't have anything against them. But one last, one last it would be so sick if they were sick, right? <laughs> on <laughs> like, on the flip side, on the flip side, uh the Brooklyn Nets may be the worst run organization in the last 10 years in the NBA. When you I know they've made it to the playoffs, they've done this, they've done that. Bro, when you think about the the timeline of events between the Celtics and fucking Nets. From a basketball standpoint, I I would imagine like like Orlando fans are not like super happy right now. (laughs) But 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 also the promise hasn't always been there with Orlando. All right. Brooklyn Brooklyn has gone all in and, and been the championship team like four times in the last decade and has cratered every fucking time. What about the, trusting I mean, the process, though? Like, if we're talking about high, we're talking about high but, but that's, profile but that, failures in big bro, markets. But they see the funny thing is about all this with the Nets is they were trusting the process and they were on the way to being. I'm a talking good about the squad. I know you are. I know, but I'm just saying the 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 Nets were were moving in the right direction before they did this KD Kyrie. And Harden thing they had. I know, you know Russell getting Lopez. rid of that core was crazy. That Bro, like that core before they arrived, like like Jared Allen. Like why do you get rid of him? Right, like, Jared Allen. Harden, they, that's crazy. Who else was it? It was Jared Allen and uh, who else did they traded that dude. I know. I I, I, yeah, I I got you. You know. So it yeah. was Levert. So Carol Levert, Levert, which is wild. Which Jared is Allen. wild. Right, the that guy they just got back in the deal for Westbrook. Who was the best backup guard behind Kyrie? They Bro, had it's it unbelievable. Well, it's it's, un- it's unreal. So you so you bring back Dinwiddie. You if give it was back- just KD and those guys right now, they would be like they well, would be in top what? three in the NBA yeah, team without a doubt. Well, Dor- Dorian Dorian Finney Smith to me is an interesting piece, right? I think I like Finney. Yeah. Him him and Royce O'Neal will be able to guard most wings on every night, um, <laughs> except the two guys in Boston. But <laughs> they're they're able to guard they're most not guys. most wings. Right? My you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just just, <laughs> just being honest. Yeah, just being honest. So they they that's a really good tandem in my opinion, but. On on paper right now, once again, if, if Katie says, you know, I'll finish out the year, if it's Durant, Royce, Dinwiddie, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and then Nick Claston, then that's your five, and then you still got Patty Mills, you still got Sid, like, they actually still have a team that should still be top five in the East. Still. Wait, once again, if, if Simmons is Simmons supposed to be where everyone's saying he's supposed to be, and I'm being funny when I say it because he clearly hasn't been, but if you had those guys there, you should still be a top five um, because you still have two all stars on your team, and once again, that's not an opinion; that's a fact. So, if, if that's the case, you should still be able to get the job done at least to get to the first, maybe even second round, and then you handle what you need to handle from there. In, in, in my opinion, What's, but what, what, what else is also a fact is that we're the Nets fucking daddies. So it doesn't matter what yeah, they no, do; no, they can be no. top five, they can be whatever. For the last ten years, we've literally owned. And they've envied us, and they wish they were us. This isn't a rivalry, guys. We have we have traded with them and dominated the trades. We have literally built our championship core. Our our best duo ever came from the Nets, and then we yeah, we, we 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 gave you our our Kyrie curse, and and and. Put it onto the Nets, and you guys thought you were going to win a championship. We told you guys. We told you. And here we are. That's not really an argument that needs to be made. I mean, at the end of the day, I know I'm going to sound like a smoke fuck, but the Celtics' rival is the Lakers. It is always the Lakers. It's always going to be the Lakers. We don't have rivals other than them. You know, 
if you're Brooklyn, you want the Celtics to be your rivals because that raises your credibility, to be quite honest with you. Like, I mean, they're fighting in their own city, man. Like, yeah. I, like I, don't, I, want, I don't know what Mikhail Prokhorov, yeah. I'm saying his name wrong, but whatever. I mean, he's not there anymore, but I don't, I don't know what, what, their, what their idea was. Like, I get it. They brought Deron Williams over there. It didn't make any sense, though, because it was like, okay, Daisy I don't care. Was we'll, pay anything. we'll pay anything. We'll make this good. We'll pay anything. And then it was like, I don't want to pay the luxury tax. And then it's like, well, what are you doing? But to, to, to fit them in Atlantic Avenue, which is already busy as is, it's a, you know, beautiful arena, whatever. Because, you know, my, my mom was a fan. She's like, I went to go see Mary J. Blige at the Barclays. It was great. Like, yeah, great mom. But it's just like, they have a nice arena, but it's like, like, other than that, it's just like, okay, you know, they don't even have a good brush front over there. My, my favorite brush front called Woodlawn. They, 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 they took that away after the pandemic, so. I'm already, I was already mad dropping about that. Dropping brunch spots <laughs> on us, bro. Are you dropping brunch spots on us right brunch now? Spots, right, dude, don't let's go. Let's, I'm don't not brunch. brunch. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, brunch, I'm you know with it, so? man. <laughs> no, but it's a different you know, level so of like, this podcast. You man, know what I mean? Right. Like, you never know what you'll hear, baby. But no, this is the thing. They should have just stayed in Newark at the Prudential Center, you know, playing over there. And I, I, I get from a marketing standpoint that it would have been better. But listen, as bad, whether they're good, bad, or anything in between, the Knicks will always run Obviously. New York. Obviously. So, I mean, you know, they haven't won in 50 years either. So Dude, the Knicks, but the, I was just going to say, the Knicks run New York, the Knicks run New York so yeah. hard that, like, they don't have to be good ever. <laughs> they don't right. have to be good. And people still <laughs> yeah. love them. No, I wanna, yeah, because I want to remind those Knicks fans that talking about, well, y'all celebrate something y'all won 15 years ago. Well, y'all did a whole documentary of when the Garden was eating, and y'all talked about 1970 and in 1973. Gabe DeBusher, Jerry Lucas, uh, Willis Reed, Clyde Frazier, Earl DePearl, they're not coming through your fucking door either. So I just had to say that for the Knicks fans that 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 have been But talking. they're they're not on our level either. Like you know what oh, I mean? Oh, they're not. I, 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 I just had to be petty. I had to no, be petty of course. that known because they, some of them be on some shit with me. So I had to make sure that I put that out there on here. To be so honest, if there's any if family. there's any team in the East that the Celtics are historic rival uh, rivals with on any level, it's the Sixers and and the Heat. No, well, they're not on sure, our level. Sure, I mean, oh, for, I mean, from 2010 on, sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. But I'm just talking about like franchise to franchise. Like they're not, they don't come near us. Like maybe Philly does, maybe, but there's nobody in the East that like can touch us, and especially not the fucking Brooklyn Nets. Of course, whatever. Boston's Boston's in trouble. Patty Mills, Boston's in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right, settle down. <laughs> It's just yeah, like he, it's, he's actually really good here, actually. But it's okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like Patty Mills. That was yeah, but you know, fuck him. <laughs> All right, on that note, that was a good show. I really enjoyed uh, talking basketball with you guys again. Uh, obviously, we're going to be heating up coming coming down the stretch. All Star break. We're definitely going to talk about that. Uh, can't wait for the All Star break. I'm ex- really excited for the All Star weekend this this season. I, I'm interested. Going to do the skills again. You think? I hope Tatum. I, does I hope he does some. I hope. I would say I would love to see Jalen Brown maybe. Try out something cool. Uh, could Jalen Brown be good in the dunk competition? I don't know. That'd be sick because <laughs> like he's athletic as fuck. That'd be sweet. Remember when Tatum won the skills competition on a half court shot? That was fucking Crazy. sick. Yeah, that was sick. I mean, so I sick. think still think my all time favorite moment of the All Star game is Paul Pierce being like, "I'm winning the three point competition," and everyone being like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever." Paul and him being like, "No, no, I'm doing it," and then he goes out and does it, and it was fucking awesome. So all that or was that the same year Rondo was like that? Did that epic game of horse? Yeah, oh, that was, like, so, he no, was from the rafters and shit. First one in 2010, and then 
uh, that horse thing was the next year with Kevin Durant. That was pretty dope. Right, too. right, right. That was. Only sick. one they went away with that though. That was pretty dope. That yeah. was, I was like, oh, Rondo, you can make shots outside of the fucking. He's paint. on like, TV. <laughs> anyway, on right. that note, I know everyone's excited. We haven't talked basketball in a while, but we will do it again soon because uh, tomorrow here on Missing the Point, we're recording our Super Bowl preview show because it is the uh, the juice of football season. So please do, if you're done listening to this and you haven't listened to that yet, please do listen to that. So for all my friends here at Missing the Point, uh, the real BK, Bob Kelly, Hollywood, Ray Sean Buchanan, and LeBron James. Uh, I'm really sorry about everything I said. I was just playing. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.